one in two students drift from their faith after high school. Of those that drift, 80% did not plan to drift. It's been said that within days, even hours of arriving on campus, students' decisions form patterns and habits that either connect or separate them from their faith. For example, if students don't connect to a ministry or church within three days of landing on a college campus as a freshman, they won't connect throughout their time at that school. If they attend a party, what's inside the cup that they are drinking will greatly determine their relationship to their faith. These are startling numbers, and what do we do with them? Are we losing the battle with students in all of our efforts? Are we going backwards? And in this podcast episode, we're going to discuss the question, are students leaving the church? And we're going to dive into some hard data and also hear directly from what students are telling us. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. And once again, we want to thank you for listening and being a part of the Thought Factory podcast. We just continue to be uh, thankful and amazed at the listenership that we have in just about a year of launching seasons one and two in this podcast. We're at over 50,000 in our listenership. So we want to thank you for being a part of that and, uh, and just listening and participating in, in what we're talking about here in Thought Factory. We are starting a new series discussing our students leaving the church. We have special guest next episode, Kara Powell from Fuller Youth Institute. Just make sure that you join us for that interview. It will be one where we dig even deeper into the numbers. And if you're a numbers guy, a research, you want to know what the hard facts are about, uh, you will not want to miss that episode. Yeah, make sure if you haven't listened to the last two, the opening two episodes of season three about students and race in America. Again, we want to highly encourage you that episode two of this season is just an astounding story. There's not much else we can say. Yeah, about it's it. worth listening to yeah. the entire podcast. Yeah, it's like remarkable. It, Again, uh, you can go back their archive. We also launched a YouTube channel this year where all of our past episodes are archived. And if any of those are speaking to you, maybe with people that in your network that might be a part of your church ministry, your staff, or whoever, friends, parents, we want to encourage you to share those. Uh, we want to just have those as a resource for youth ministry out there. Also, um, I'd like to continue to connect our story a little deeper with some pictures of either things happening connected to this podcast, whether they be uh, what we're talking about or guests. So you can follow me on Instagram if you're interested in that. That's at Jeff Eckert, J-E-F-F-E-C-K-A-R-T. Jason, you don't do it very often, no, but no, your Instagram, I, let's just throw it out there. Come on. At? At? There's two letters. Two letters. J-J underscore brew all within its own capacity of handles and uh you can find pictures of me and things that i have taken pictures of within its capacity with, of its own handles i have no idea what that means but uh, it sounds yeah. really good jj yep. underscore brew yes so check that out again we want to thank you for being a part of the this podcast and so we're going into a new series here talking about students are they leaving the church and uh, we want to just hear from students, hear what they're saying, and learn about what we can do as youth workers to continue to try to connect, ultimately, students not just when they're with us, but most importantly, 
beyond. We were curious about what students' thoughts were about the church and their church. Are they loyal? Do they think their youth group is connected or disconnected to their congregation? We asked these questions to 3,000 plus students, and we want to take a look at those numbers right now. Yeah, here are the questions that we asked students from all, again, all across the country in the research. This research is really fresh. It's just a few months old. And these are students, again, a cross-section of 3,000 middle school and high schoolers of all types of ethnicities, really a good representation uh, in that area, as well as middle school, high school, guys and girls, all kind of churches from large to small, all over geographically the country. And here are the questions. So the youth group at my church is, and the question was focused on, do they feel like it's really connected to the rest of their church? or disconnected, so we heard from students on that question. We asked them this question, how high or low is the loyalty to your youth group? We also talked to them about how high or low the loyalty is to their local church, being beyond the youth group. And then we asked them, how important is it for a Christian to regularly attend church services? And again, we asked this question to students, and then Jason, we also ask a whole other segment of people. Yeah, we ask youth leaders of these students what they think their students would answer the question like. It's not necessarily the youth leader answering the question. They're wondering, well, how would my student answer this question? Yeah, so it's a, it's a great predictive question, and then it allows us to, to get into the minds of what adults think that students are thinking. And so you may have to rewind that to hear that phrase again, but to get adults to think what they think students are thinking. And just, I don't even know what I'm talking Just about. like they have to rewind and say, what did he say when he said the capacity of handles? Yeah, I know what that means. So that first question, the, the youth group at my church, is it connected or disconnected from the rest of their congregation? And I want you to think about that. If you were to ask the students in your youth ministry at your church, and you just sit down with all of them and say, do you think the youth group at your church is really connected to the rest of the body or is it disconnected? And here's what we learned students had to say. 87% say very or somewhat connected to the rest of the church. So only 4% think it's somewhat or very disconnected to the rest of the church. So this is a huge difference. That really is. And you think about 87. So basically almost 9 out of 10 students are saying to us, we think that our youth group is very or, or at least somewhat connected to the to the rest of your local church. That's huge. Now, we didn't specify um, the building uh, plan. So they may go, yeah, yeah, the building continues to the rest of the church. And so they may be very literal, like I would in high school, <laughs> going, yeah, the youth group is connected to the rest of the church. I was thinking of my seventh grade daughter being in middle school. She'd probably answer the same think way. that way. Yeah, of course it's connected. The building's right there. This is a dumb question. Why would you ask that? That's doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're in the Midwest now, and, you know, out west in California, it would be disconnected because they're all separate buildings. Right. Because it, it's like paradise out there. The beach itself is a church. That's right. So then we talked to them about the loyalty beyond that to their youth group. So we asked students, what level is your loyalty to your, your personal loyalty to your youth group? And we were really surprised that 8 out of 10, 79%, said, again, it's very or somewhat high. Uh, a really, a vast majority of the students are saying their personal loyalty to their youth group is really high. And that goes back to even last season and some of the research we did a year ago where we asked students, 
how important is youth group to the to their overall everyday life? And remember that that was a huge number as well. So it's it's a big part of who they are. And on the flip side, we have one out of ten or nine percent of the students responding saying very or somewhat low their loyalty is to their youth group. And the next question asking the their loyalty to the the church in general, the entire church, we looked at that number and seventy nine percent say they are loyal to their church. So they go beyond youth group to the main service at least once a month. We have 80% pretty much of students that are loyal to their youth group and 80% loyal to their church. So we're seeing that students are are loyal to their church. Now here's what really, really shocked me in looking at these numbers. We asked these students this question, how, how high is your loyalty to your youth group? 33% said their loyalty was very high, so about one out of three. Now check this out. When we asked the same students their loyalty to their church, 48% said it was very high. Now, that's almost one out of two. So one out of three is saying my loyalty is really high to my youth group, but a much larger number, one out of two, is saying it's very high to their church. I think that's really significant for us to think about. Yeah, they're more loyal to their church than they are to their youth group. And when we asked the question to the adults, where does the student's loyalty lie? 42% of adults think students are loyal to the church. So that's lower, but that's a lower than 79, 80%. And like you said, the loyalty is very high for the students for their their church, but adults only think 12% of the students are very high in their loyalty to their church. Wow, so almost one in two students are saying, I'm very loyal, my loyalty is very high but when adults were asked what students think, only twelve they only thought twelve percent of students' loyalty would be very high. That's that's kind of shocking. Yeah, I would say so. That's a big difference in numbers. When again it goes back to the the adults may be projecting something onto the students that they don't it's unnecessary to project their disloyalty or you know, it's by looking at this number where adults only think twelve percent of, of students are very loyal to the church it can come out in our leadership when in reality students are saying no we're i'm very loyal to the church and so how are we how are we pairing those two numbers together and and to make it where as leaders we're we're saying loyalty to the church is important now we we uh we're throwing out a lot of numbers here we want to mention we have a companion blog if you go to neverthesame.org slash blog you'll see uh, a companion blog to this that get breaks down more of the numbers visually so you can see them. But again, these numbers are worth noting because students are telling us something that I don't know if I've ever heard before. I just continue to hear in what I read and what I'm researching and learning continues that students are less and less loyal. But here they're saying, no, we're very loyal. I, Jason, I don't know if I've ever seen this anywhere before. Yeah, it's not just loyal to the youth group, which we tend to think, okay, they at least come to my program or they, they're showing up on, on the weekends. But more students are saying we are more loyal to the church than we are to the youth group. Yeah, I think we need to understand that. And in uh, a couple episodes from now, we're going to talk very specifically about what churches look like where their students are engaged and how do they, how do they really leverage that loyalty that, that students have. Now, we asked them also, how important is attending church as a Christian? And again, this was another number that was very, very strong. Yeah, we have 
looked at it and and done the math, and 91% of the students responding believe attending church is important as a Christian. 60% saying it's very important, and students, as they told us, so about 6 out of 10, split that number in half. About 36% of adults thought that students would say it was very important, so about half of what students uh, are saying. And only a little over 1% think it's not important to attend church as a Christian, which I'm glad it's 1% versus 20%. So these numbers are a really good indication of showing how important it is as, as a body of believers to be a part of a local church. And are we, are we leveraging that? Do we believe that, that these students want to be there, that they want to be loyal? And as we even look further into the data and just try to analyze where we can, the students view of the church to be high, it's integrated into their lives. So it's important to them, they're loyal. This is while they are in middle school and high school. So when you look at a 91% of these students saying it's important to be a part of a church, and we're asking the, the question, are students leaving the church? What's happening when their loyalty and their belief in the church is really high in middle school and high school to then when they leave and it drops. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Very specifically, what happens and what are those critical times when students that are in these percentages saying, hey, I believe that attending church is important as a Christian, then what are these really important moments that we as youth workers need to be aware of? We want to talk about what those specific things are so that we can be aware of them and help students in this journey to cross over from our time with them in youth ministry to afterwards as they go into adulthood. My name is Derek Idle, and I'm the student ministries pastor at 12 Stone Church right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I lead with Jeff Eckert of Never the Same Camps as well as uh, Charlie Alcock uh, from the student ministries department at Indiana Wesleyan University. And between us, we have uh, nearly 60 years of student ministry experience, and we lead what's called New Level Forum. It is an equipping and development environment for those that are young in student ministry who want to grow in their leadership and get hands-on experience with experienced leaders. And so this is a two-year program that is unbelievable and life-changing. We are entering into our third two-year cohort this fall, and we would like to invite you to be a part of it. If you want to be challenged, if you want to grow in your leadership in every area, sign up at neverthesame.org forward slash new level. I went to Michigan State University when I graduated high school and decided to pursue engineering in my freshman year. And I chose to go to Michigan State mainly because of where I was at with my faith and my journey was Christ was real for me. I wanted to be tested. I wanted to go somewhere where I was not just going to blend in with other Christians. So I really had an opportunity to stand out and live my faith at a university that I thought was extremely secular and um, was completely against some of the beliefs that I had. And so I remember my freshman year, there was this fork in the road because even though I had a strong belief in Christ and I was trying to live that faith out, I still was trying to navigate what that looks like day to day and try to figure out who my friends were and the surrounding people that had the influence in my life. And I remember my freshman year, I was invited to this party by my cousin who was really close to me. And little did I know that this party was a 
a fraternity party that they were selecting pledges. So they were looking for a pledge class to rush their fraternity. And I was chosen somehow to, they indicated that I was worthy of being pledged into their fraternity. And so I remember two guys, two frat boys coming to my college dorm room and um, giving me an invite to officially rush the, their fraternity. And I remember going, man, this is, it was intriguing and it was kind of like appealing because all of a sudden these groups of guys were finding me worthy to join their group. Yet at the same time I was going home for a wedding and I was, I was playing in somebody's wedding and I was like, sorry, I, I can't make it to your, your rush. And I, I denied them and I said, I'm not that interested, you know, just kind of, there was that moment in my faith journey where I look at that time and that invite and I could have gone down a different direction that would have taken me uh, in a far different place than where I'm at now, where I wasn't connected to a church on a regular basis. Um, I tried to attend church uh, in the area, but I didn't have a, a vehicle. And so I didn't really go to church very often, but I I remember that moment, and then shortly after that, I, I connected with a, a Christian fellowship, InterVarsity, on the campus of Michigan State, and really got involved, like heavily got involved. And that led me to three and a half years of strengthening my faith, and then eventually feeling called into youth ministry by my senior year, even though I was pursuing video production and acting and all this other stuff. I believe that fork in the road that really changed the the trajectory of my life because I could have chosen to rush the fraternity like my best friend at another university did and become a frat boy and party my my college years away and kind of dismiss my my calling or dismiss what I was feeling in my life of of following Jesus Christ wholeheartedly there was that moment that that was appealing and I think of, of students that graduate who have no intention to leave the church, no intention to leave their faith. And within few weeks of getting onto the campus of, of their colleges that they choose, an opportunity like that arises where it's like, hey, there's a party. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, this is a lifestyle that you just kind of fall into. And from that point on, it, it can take them down a journey that they don't intend to go down, but they they are walking away from their faith. And what you just said is interesting. You said you can just fall into this habit, this pattern, this lifestyle that leads in a different direction. And put yourself in the mind of a student. Students live in middle school and high school when we're talking about youth ministry. And, and if they're at all connected or involved, whether very much or, or less, they're involved in what we're doing. Their youth group can be a part of their routine, their habit, their lifestyle. Their parents may bring them, or there's a good chance if their parents aren't involved, they've got really good friends connected to, to your ministry that you're involved in. But put yourself in their shoes. They're going from a completely structured time environment to one that's completely unstructured. In high school, middle school too, but in high school as they prepare, if they're going moving away and going to college or in the workforce, but they're going away to college, they're they're going to school for you know seven eight hours a day so you know do the math or you're talking about a full-time job 40 45 hours whatever it might be for the particular schools and then they're going to a world where a lot of them aren't working and they're 
going to class 12 to 15 hours for the entire week. So what are they doing with the rest of that time? And what they find is it, it takes so much more intentionality. Even though they've got this time, it's kind of ironic that with that time, it's still they have to go out of the normal pattern of their life to be proactive about making a connection to their faith with the community, whether it be a campus ministry like you mentioned or a local church in, an, in a city or a place that they may, they may not be totally familiar with. Yeah, I remember stepping onto the campus and I had no idea that this college had Christian fellowship or any church that was vital for my faith journey. I just kind of stepped on the campus and was like, I don't know what's around. And so I did not intentionally uh, seek it out. I kind of relied on other people if they were going or what they were doing, but it wasn't something that was a definite in my mind, even though that was my intention of going to Michigan State was to stand up against what was presented to me by those two frat boys with an invitation. And Lifeway has got a very sobering statistic for us to think about. And I want you to think about this if you're working with students. And this ought to catch your attention. Only 15% of students are saying they feel equipped with faith beyond their high school years. So those that are connected in a ministry in high school, only 15% are feeling like they're equipped. And that needs to get our attention so that we can begin to think. I think even in middle school, we need to think about how can we prepare our students for life beyond the walls of their school into that adult world, maybe on that college campus or in that work environment. And we look at the number of 91% saying, we believe as a Christ follower, it's important to be connected to the church. 91% of middle school and high school students are saying, we know it's important. And then you compare that to 15% of students feel equipped. So 85% of students are graduating and don't feel equipped. To, to live out their faith beyond high school. And so that is extremely sobering, but it does give us hope because we go, oh, there's a solution. Like as youth leaders, we can help them prepare. I think what we've found is there's very one simple and yet maybe even obvious solution to students and their success in carrying their faith over outside of their high school career. And that is their connection to a faith community. I want to say that again because I want us to catch that. It's the number one thing we've found. It's their connection to a faith community that will determine their success or failure when it comes to connecting their faith into their everyday life after high school. So there's one particular resource that we want to mention that's that's new on the horizon. I don't think a lot of people know that yet, but I know the guy who's helped put this together, this tool, and it's really incredible. And if you're a place, hopefully, where you can... Um, you jot this down and jump online. It's um, campusrenewal.org. If you go to campusrenewal.org, you'll find an incredible resource there with a database of ministries all over uh, the United States with tools specifically geared for students themselves, youth workers, parents, and other adults that can help connect them to a faith community. So if you're working with a student and they're looking at going to a state school especially, uh, where they may not be in that environment where faith is encouraged or promoted, uh, this particular website, campusrenewal.org, will help them to know what ministries exist on that campus. So I want to encourage you to check that out and then to share it with people in your network because I think it's an incredible uh, resource. I think on top of being able to provide a list of churches or ministries in the area of the school that the senior is going to, you also have the ability to check in, to follow up with them personally after three days, 72 hours to see if they have gotten connected in that first weekend, even 
but to to say where are you going to church what ministry are you going to get involved with provide some accountability in that decision because if you know they're going somewhere that they're going to be up against a stronger force against their faith then then help them bridge that gap help them uh, in that transition and i know it's been asked of me many times uh, i think you've even asked me this question of how have you gone through michigan state and come out on the other end with a stronger faith and i would attend it to a christian community that i got connected to and involved with and not just attend a church and then come back home and live my other six days like i'm any other person on that campus the center for bible engagement did a study and they found that a simple thing like church attendance even going at least once a month meant that students were 30 percent less likely to get drunk have sex and look at porn so just by going once a month what they found is there's a 30 percent less likely chance at least so that's 30 percent or higher that they're less likely to look to to get drunk to have sex or to look at porn so their connection by attending church or by attending a campus ministry is absolutely vital and so as you're listening to this and you're thinking about students in your mind think about what you can do very specifically and i think the more personal the better the more that you can zone in on that certain particular student or, or handful and make sure that if you're working with a ministry where you've got several that are moving on especially moving away and going to a campus make sure that that somehow you've got these students personally on your radar so that you're following up and making sure within that 72 hour time frame of when they set foot on campus and move in if they don't do it within that first 72 hours chances are very slim that they're going to they're going to connect even for the rest of their college career which is which is shows us the importance of that window of time oh yeah that window of time is crucial and it could set up their next 4 years successfully or potentially push them away from their faith completely. And so we as youth leaders, we, we didn't invest in these students' lives for the last four to eight years and just to see them walk away from faith in a weekend. And so I think we, we can extend our leadership beyond just the, the realm of middle school and high school and connect with those students that have graduated and are attending colleges that, that you know, it may be in question of whether they are living out their faith even at, at Christian colleges. That's exactly right. So our encouragement is that you start prepping your students for that time out of high school now. Even if they're in middle school, begin with the end in mind. You know, I have a seventh grader at home. I have a senior this year as well in high school. I've got one in college. But when I think about my senior, when I think about my seventh grader, I want to do everything I can as a parent. And I know we as youth workers want to do everything that we can to help prepare them for those moments now. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.